Well, hello, EKN Nation, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Carding. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus with the show, uh, coming to you live from the EKN desk in Michigan. David Cole here, uh, residing over overseeing this episode, along with our new editorial assistant, Nate Dean, joining us. Uh, joining me on the show, Rob Howden is away for the day, and so he's unable to be on this podcast. I think this is the actual first in uh, ECAN history that we don't have Rob Howden voicing anything. I'm sure you'll hear his voice on some of the commercials we do run in this show. Uh, again, this week in carding, all the major news that has hit the ECAN homepage over the past week or so, kind of giving you the details and the information that is uh, hitting the social media pages and, of course, our homepage of the website. Uh, it's great for listening on the way to work, for coming home from work. If you're sitting in the garage working on the cart, doing that workout, getting ready for the race weekend. Again, ideal listening time either on the ECAN radio network streaming then or when you can get this in a podcast form. So again, this week in carding episode 45 on July 19th, 2022 is presented by Hyperfuels. Need race fuel and oil? Hyperfuels is an authorized distributor for several of the brands that are specific fluids in American karting, including Elf and Aspen Sport. They also stock and ship methanol. Hyperfuels has a web store that can take your orders 24 hours, seven days a week, and they also ship UPS. That's right. Hyperfuels can ship fuel and oil right to your door. Whether you need Elf Racing Fuels or Elf HTX 909 Oil or Aspen Sport, 98 octane fuel for SKUZA competition. They have it in stock. When you need it now, go to hyperfuels.com. So again, Nate, our last episode, episode 44, it was actually, uh, I believe your first show that you were on uh, and you actually joined us for that show, uh, gave us a few words and, and kind of listened in on that show. Yeah, not only was it my first show, it was my first day. So it's been a while, about a month on, still enjoying it. But yeah, a lot of big news to talk about. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of been a whirlwind for you over the last several weeks, obviously getting adjusted to working with us here at eCardingNews.com. And obviously within the, within the sport itself, it's, it's kind of been a unique and uh, um, interesting season thus far. Uh, in the 2022 season. And much of that is to do with what has been done or what has kind of transpired from the Supercards USA Spring Nationals and onward. Uh, obviously, there was an incident on the Saturday round during the X30 Senior event uh, involving Nate Cicero and Cole Kleck. The two drivers got together coming to the checkered flag. Um a very hard hit for Cole Kleck into the wall along with Nate Cicero. Cole Kleck getting the brunt of the force, uh, getting thrown from the cart and thankfully able to jump over the wall and get to see, excuse me, get to safety before um, any other damage was done. Did end up with a broken wrist. Um, so we do wish him the best in the uh, in healing and uh, getting back to 100% with that mobility. But essentially after that weekend, um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, different statements. Um, this was just prior or this was what, 20 days into your into your working uh, schedule with us where um, Supercards USA, 
the uh, Rock Cup USA and the United States Pro Car Series all got together and issued a statement talking about how they would work together both on and off the track um, regarding the, the the professionalism of the sport. Um, essentially, we haven't had anything other than that being announced. Um, you know, we were at the United States Pro Kart Series event at Road America. It's just there. It's there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, we talked to Garrett Potter of Rock Cup USA about his thoughts and ideas, but there hasn't been really so much any action. Um, what, when, when you read that statement, Nate, what was your kind of thoughts about, uh, the whole situation? Well, to, I mean, to avoid sounding like a broken record and everyone's response to this, it's a step in the right direction. I think if you Mm -hmm. do something unsportsmanlike, whether it's a driver or a mechanic at a race weekend and you get ejected for that, you can't just go into one of these other two series and pretend like nothing happened that other weekend there is consequences for your actions and obviously it's a good thing you never wanted to come to this of course i mean carding supposed to be fun at the end of the day and it's unfortunate what happened in utah but i think what scusa rock cup and uspks with those organizations are doing is something that will really help further down the line yeah i think you're right we're kind of in the wait and see mode to see what exactly is going to to come from this uh, and when I heard, saw the statement, I went into the office and started writing up a, a column, another behind the laptop. And my kind of focus was the unification among organizations, because, again, if we can get these three organizations to work together and start forming, you know, a, a solid core of professionalism, what, you know, it could it could lead to possibly a national licensing program, something that I know for, for us that have been in the sport for a number of decades would like to see happen because your record then carries is carried with you no matter where you go within the country, and whether it's going to a club race, a regional race, or even a national race. And that kind of helps put, bring everybody together, especially um, all the different levels, but, uh, you know, it allows for a little bit of monitoring for race officials and promoters to kind of see not only what drivers are doing, but, you know, my, my long-term goal with that would be mechanics, race teams, industry members, officials. Again, I think, you know, there's a lot of different areas where, you know, if, if we all work together, we can, we can kind of help promote the sport a little bit more, but also kind of help regulate it a little bit in terms of that professionalism that was mentioned in that, uh, that official statement. I don't, you know, you, you come from Stockholm karting. Uh, you've been racing there almost a decade now, I would say, or, or give it take a couple of years. You know, what are your thoughts of behind a national licensing system? I mean, I think, yeah, at a national level, I think, you can probably need that once you get down to like the grassroots or club levels, it starts to get, do you really need this? And that whole debate that an hour long show isn't long enough for, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, for the big series, obviously I think some sort of licensing system would be needed. Not obviously not gouging people out of their minds for getting that license for money wise, but I think just, again, the accountability thing and is the biggest thing of not being able to go to another event and pretend like what you did at that track didn't happen. Well, one of, one of the things that, you know, again, my long-term goal with the grassroots side of things is if, say, somebody comes to Stockholm who has never raced before, 
and they already have a license, you're able to see if what this driver's been able to race at or what he's been able to race, where he's been able to race, and also if he's had any penalties. Is that do you think that's something that local clubs are worried about, or you think they're it's easy to easier to handle? at that grassroots level because there's not as many racers racing on a weekend? I would I would agree with the licensing on at the grassroots level. I would flip it to another direction in the way of I I mean something we've struggled a lot with and this is kind of going on a different tangent of like getting drivers up to speed and if you're unsafe on track then you don't mm-hmm. get that license and you shouldn't be able to race which right is another aspect of it that i don't think we've talked a ton about in the whole licensing system throughout right. north american karting but i think there's a lot of ways this can benefit i think there's some ways that it could probably hinder the sport and i think we have enough smart minds to actually put our heads at it and make it so this can be a helpful thing down the road. Yeah. And that, that's a great point is, is the, the introduction to the sport is, you know, getting, getting somebody up to speed to be able to compete. You know, it's, it, you, it's almost a license to compete is, is kind of the, the long-term goal of that. I, and that, that is kind of a good focus. It's a hurdle. And again, a whole nother discussion to get into because a lot of people would just much rather just go out and do it. Um, so, so that, that is another side of it, but recently, um, you know, what we've heard from Supercarts USA is, is they're still looking at taking actions regarding, uh, what happened at the spring nationals. They did issue a statement on uh, June 29th, excuse me, uh, regarding, uh, preliminary actions, uh, regarding, uh, a driver, uh, along with a team principal being suspended from all SCUSA and SCUSA sanctioned events um, until a full investigation is completed. So my understanding is that they're still investigating um, the incident from all different angles, both on and off the racetrack. And so from what I've been told, you know, it's still it's still under investigation. And I think it will be decided until we get closer to the summer nationals, which will be coming up here next weekend. Um, a little bit of situation sparked up this past weekend as Cole Kleck released a video on Instagram. So that kind of brought the discussion back up again. And then Supercards USA posted uh, on Instagram that they are, uh, they still are continuing to review the incident and what actions they will take. So we're kind of at a standstill right now. Um, regarding the incident, what and regarding suspensions and what what is going to happen, I do know that you know uh, one of the team principals that is uh, under question it was at the United States Pro Kart Series event. So, you know, again, where does that that official statement of intent you know lie? If if this if this person is, I guess it's not an official suspension, so maybe that's why this person's allowed, um, and then regarding driver we don't know exactly what driver will be suspended um or if they will be suspended at all so we're still kind of in that limbo stage and and hopefully hopefully by the time we start racing in newcastle for the summer nationals all of this will be decided and we and we can understand what exactly penalties have been have been issued yeah and i mean going back to the team principal at the uspks event i mean it's one thing to put a press release out and say we're going to do it and then 
it's that it's like okay where do we stand on this and so on and so forth but well that yeah that's kind of my 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 situation like obviously this is something that's gonna progress as we go along but you would think the next event that that occurs right after um the incident you, you know these these three groups would would form an, that are trying to form an alliance something would happen but again it's still in the early stages so maybe we don't have there isn't an official decision made so thus the united states brokeheart series couldn't do anything or or didn't really have the right to do it so but again um it's still kind of in limbo and that's kind of just the way where we see it right now and uh and again hopefully we'll get everything decided by by next week and so we understand where what the status is for everybody involved but uh so let's move on uh with this week in carding as we head to our first commercial break uh stay tuned as we'll have a couple more topics here after these commercials Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, Cart preparation and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? And we are back with This Week in Carding, episode 45, uh, July 19th, 2022. Uh, David Cole here with Nate Dean, Rob Howden sitting this podcast out. So uh, you get to listen to the deep voices of me and Nate Dean here on the podcast. Um, <laughs> 
next, uh, the next topic we get into, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of events here, uh, both happening uh, Labor Day weekend. The first down in Texas at the Speed Sports Racing Park will be the Lone Star Grand Prix. And they have confirmed additional details regarding this kind of one-off unique event that will happen on September 2nd through the 3rd at the New Canny Texas facility owned by uh, Alan Rudolph there where the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy is housed. Uh, they will have a $30,000 purse with the big prize going to be in the KA100 Senior Division featuring a $5,000 uh, check to, uh, to, to earn that victory. Uh, other categories, including purses, will be included for K100 Junior, KA100 Masters, Mini Swift, Micro Swift, and Briggs 206 Senior. So a very limited category uh, event with only six classes competing over the two days. That'll also include a tire mounting challenge, a, a different unique format to the event, and a lot more. So uh, $30,000 up for grabs, Nate. That's a lot of money. Uh, re- uh, and they'll pay down to, I believe they said the top three in all six categories. I mean, yeah, for a carding event that is, I mean, new, it's a big deal. We got big prizes. I mean, I think with what you talked about with having six classes, it should help those numbers with, I mean, not having say 12 or so classes to choose from you're going to have big fields you're going to have a lot of close competition so it should be a fun event and one i'm looking forward to watching on timing and scoring and seeing what comes for that weekend yeah the texas sprint racing series which is based obviously in the lone star straight lone star state um these six categories are among the most popular ones uh, certainly K100 Senior has put record numbers in terms of, I want to say, 40 to 50 drivers per event. So you got to think a lot of drivers maybe from outside the, the southern region might be making the trip down to Texas to try and grab that, that $5,000 to win. I want to say other categories are about 3000 or 2000 to win based on on the uh, the details that were released in the statement. Yeah, so you have take. 3,000 for K100 Junior, 3,000 for K100 Masters, 2,000 for both Mini and Micro Swift for the top prize, and then 3,000 for the Briggs 206 Senior. And again, a lot there's not a lot of events where uh, prize money is up for grabs for Briggs 206 Senior. So that's another category where you might see a lot of drivers from outside the region head down and try their uh, make their bid for that big prize. Yeah, to make a to make 206 Senior classes more of a dogfight we're putting money on the line so it should be even more fun to watch that i mean senior we saw in the last round of the texas sprint racing series that it was an absolute dogfight for all the senior classes and it was incredible to watch it's senior 206 senior is always incredibly close no matter what club or national event you go to so that's definitely one i'll be watching very close yeah, that's true. That that uh, Texas Sprint Racing Series event at Speed Sports had a driver go, I think, from sixth place to first in that last couple of corners. So anything can happen in 206 racing, as we've seen uh, across the country and especially down in Texas. So we'll we'll be uh, eager to see kind of what happens and how things unfold there. But also a lot of 206 racers are going to be uh, racing for money and for the prestigious Rock Trophy. As once again, we get ready for the Rock Island Grand Prix uh, in Rock Island, Illinois, the Quad Cities area. We get to head back there Labor Day weekend, September 3rd through the 4th. 
again, one of the, the world's largest street race, both on and off the racetrack, fun all around, had uh, registration now open for this year's Rock Island. And they're actually giving away uh, a, a Briggs 206 engine. So drivers who register by August 1st will be eligible for a drawing uh, to win the Briggs and Strat. Briggs and Strat 206 engine provided by National Karting Alliance and Sure Power Racing. So uh, a little bit of incentive to uh, for everybody to get their their entries in by that August 1st deadline. Yeah, a little bit of more incentive to a already very, very prestigious race. And I mean, one that everyone wants to win. I think this is up there with in terms of North American karting. It's right up there with a Super Nats win. It's one that anyone who is in this North American karting scene wants to win Rock Island. I know I do. I've, I've raced there, I think 10 or 11 times now over the years. And I've wanted to try, I've gotten close trying to win that rock a couple of times. Uh, haven't been close again yet. So it does kind of, there is that incentive to go back every year and try and, and get that rock. I know there's a number of drivers such as, Gary Lawson and Tony Nielsen, who have won several rocks as uh, they are the top winners at the Rock Island Grand Prix, both with wins in the 2020s. Uh, I want to say 28, maybe for Gary Lawson, about 25, maybe now for Tony Nielsen. So that's a lot of victories there and a lot of different categories that race at the Rock Island Grand Prix, including shifters, 100 cc categories which include yamaha can and of course one of the more popular categories all the briggs and stratton 206 divisions including uh the vintage categories that will race uh on the weekend there that uh that show a lot of the uh the history within the sport uh racing around the streets of rock island uh but i think three the three standout races or categories that will be uh this year they're coming back they they were uh, developed last year's event. Obviously, the King of the Streets always been at the Rock Island since the year 2000, one of the more popular shifter karting events of the year. Uh, Andrew Budozo, one of the, the defending champion there, but also King of the Rock 100cc and King of the Rock Briggs and Stratton 206. Those two uh, categories are presented with the crown, uh, similar to King of the Streets, and so kind of give and they're, they're actually the money categories as well too so not only do you get crowned but you also get money for winning winning that event and so we have race liberante coming back in 100 cc as a defending crown winner and then michael dittmer in the briggs and stratton 206 category which both both all three races should be fun to watch this year yeah it should be i talked to all of the guys who won the those big races Last year, all super excited to be coming back, all coming at it from different perspectives. Um, Race saying he wants to be the first person to win all three on the same weekend. So that should be interesting for him. Um, Andrew said he's, I don't, I'm not sure if he's racing this year, but I think he was talking about in the interview I had with him, helping Rock Island stay relevant on the current generation and stating how NKA's involvement in the event is really pushing it and helping it to stay on the calendar for future generations. 
Yeah, that, that article will be coming out here on eCardingNews.com tomorrow, so July 20th. Make sure you watch for that as we'll, we'll kind of give you a glimpse into what it means to be a king at the Rock Island Grand Prix in each of those categories. Uh, for more information, head to rock, racerockisland.info to make sure you sign up and register by the August 1st deadline to be able to win uh, that Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and also to be part of that Labor Day weekend event. Um, yeah, to win all three in the same event, that'll be a unique uh, task to be able to pull off. Obviously, race won that 100cc event. He was in the king of the streets uh, up there towards the front. Had a little bit of issues in the Briggs side of things, but was was among the front runners all weekend long. So obviously that is a, a hefty goal for race Liberante to be able to pull off. Yeah, of course. Um, but if anyone can, we know he's one of the strongest <laughs> prospects in American karting right now. He won at Road America in the K100 class. So obviously he's got that nailed down. He's fast there. He's fast in pretty much anything he goes into with that race factory cart. And he will be a serious threat for all three of those classes. Yeah. And he's the only driver to be King of the streets for two years with only one race completed because of the COVID-19. So he does have a little bit of history there. So he does have actually have two of the two of the three King crowns. Uh, so it would be good to see him win the Briggs one just to get at least a trifecta. I don't know about getting all three, though, in the same year. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, September 3rd through the 4th, Rock Island Grand Prix this year. Labor Day weekend going to be a thriller. So uh, we'll take another commercial break um, and we'll return back with some news and notes about drivers moving to different places. And also a little bit of a remembrance for a uh, driver that passed away recently who uh very uh, emotional time for, for all of us, and, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, after this break. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Carding offers you all of that at an affordable price. 
Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and the Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the Junior, Senior and Masters classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional and national level. Special events for 2022 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Daytona International Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Quincy Grand Prix, Newcastle Motorsports Park, and the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the five-round, regionally-based Ignite Challenge at tracks in Illinois, Ohio, and Missouri. Local club programs have also been established in other states like Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Florida, and more. Join Margate Racing for some fast, fun, and great memories at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite cart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteCarting.com. Get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to This Week in Karting. January or July 19th, 2022, uh, episode 45 here of This Week in Carding with David Cole, along with Nate Dean, giving you kind of the insights into what has happened over throughout the sport over the last couple of weeks, um, including a, a little bit of silly season, uh, as we uh, talked about a little bit in that first or that latest last show that we did on June 1st, we got a little bit more uh, over the last couple of weeks with drivers moving around. And most recently, as of last night, there was a little bit of breaking news with Pauly Massimino announcing his departure from Ryan Perry Motorsport. That was a little bit of a of a shocker. Um, he joined Ryan Perry Motorsport last season, and they were able to pull off a couple of victories, especially the IME uh, Grand National Championship event at GoPro Motorplex. And Pauly is among the top five drivers in the ECAN driver rankings, tag driver rankings. So a little bit of a shock to see Pauly Massimino leave the uh, RPM motorsport, RPM operation. Yeah, and I think it's been a year he's been with the team because he was with Mike Doty Racing earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was looking back on his Instagram and it was about almost a year exactly when he had his first race with the team. I mean, like you said, Polly is an incredibly talented driver. I have, when I ran with Top Cart, we were under the same tent a couple times, and he was just the man to beat. He was just better. And no matter what you would do, you couldn't catch him, which is annoying. But again, <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, Polly certainly has has top five talent in the country, you know, has the ability to win, has had kind of missed the boat here. A couple events back to back, you know, including Utah and Road America. So maybe that has part to do with with uh, the move. Not quite sure. I did ask Polly and he said he'd confirm um, any movement to a new team within the next couple of days. So we're kind of waiting to see where Pauly Massimino ends up. And uh, maybe it could be uh, next week when we head to the Scusa Summer Nationals to see where he ends up and where he's going to be racing. Uh, another notable, uh, as of last weekend or a couple weeks or a couple days ago back at Road America, there was a, a familiar face in the paddock in Danny Formal 
this time, though, donning a Rawlison Performance Group shirt as he acted as driver coach. And as after the weekend, it was officially announced that Formal will be joining the Rawlison Performance Group as driver coach and driver uh, for the remainder of the season, leaving uh, the leading edge motorsports operation after a five year program with Greg Bell and Formula K. So quite an interesting move for a driver who is kind of in that that cusp of being a a sports car driver. I mean, he's doing the the Lamborghini thing and but is still involved in karting a lot uh when he's not doing the car stuff. Yeah, you mentioned um his car racing, running in Lamborghini Super Trail with Wayne Taylor Racing. He's been doing very good. I think he's gotten a couple wins. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, leading but, leading the championship, yep. Yeah, he's obviously doing well in that and Mike Rolson has a very talented and capable driver and driver coach on his hands so that's just going to elevate that program that RPG has going on even higher yeah it will be interesting to see when he does in fact put on the the helmet for the first time with RPG whether it be could possibly be the summer nationals but I'm I'm thinking it's going to end up being more so uh, later in the year, especially at the Super Nationals, where he could be in the pro shifter category, uh, trying for that fourth Super Nationals victory. Uh, and we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens with with Formal, but he is certainly uh, a capable coach joining the staff there with a number of drivers there under the tent. I know he was working with all the junior drivers there at Road America, and they were able to pick up uh, three victories and a number of podiums. Uh, with the drivers on board. I think four drivers in total landing on the podium that weekend for RPG. So a good weekend for them. Uh, some other news, Perlin added, Perlin USA added Jackson Porter to their uh, cadet program, racing in the micro division. Uh, the Phoenix driver kind of finding a new home with Perlin USA. He's sponsored by High V, So it's a, a really cool program to bring uh, that corporate sponsorship over into karting and be able to utilize it with a race team like Perlin USA. And also Race Lab adding two drivers to their race team, uh, Brandon Sumek, Sum- Sumanik, uh, a U.S. Pro Rally champion, and then Kevin Foster, who actually scored victory uh, in his first weekend with Race Lab aboard the JV cart, the Jill Villeneuve uh, machine that uh, Race Lab promotes. So, uh, a lot of drivers moving in the uh, moving and finding new homes in the middle of the season. It's not rare, but uh, I I don't recall a lot of drivers doing this so so uh, frequently uh, as we have over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been the driver changes and silly season has been a bit odd this year. It's been good for us because. Obviously, it's quite interesting to us and the fans. But um, starting with Parolin, obviously, Jackson Porter, very talented driver. And Parolin adds yet another very quick cadet to their lineup who will, I'm sure, be up there running with Jack Iliff, who EKN Driver of the Month last month. They have an incredible lineup now. And then moving to Race Lab, who, again, Brendan Seminuk, Looked that up before. Just yeah, I know. Right. I'm terrible with names too, man. <laughs> um, you know, he's hot off of his win at the New England Rally for Subaru America. He's obviously a very talented driver. Same with Kevin Foster. You get to wonder with Race Labs adding more and more of these big names if we're going to see something like with 
what Cart Republic did when they busted onto the scene in 2017 at Supernats and they built kind of this empire with a ton of amazing drivers with an amazing chassis and kind of became that team to beat for quite a while. So it could be interesting to see if Race Lab can do the same. Yeah, Race Lab slowly, you know, getting getting their foundation, you know, to, after taking over the TB Cart distribution. Obviously, they have the JB Cart uh, brand as well too that they that they handle, and I think that's something they're keeping up in Canada and not really bringing into the U.S. So to have two unique brands, one for for you know all of North America with the TB Cart, uh, again, it's something that they're they're trying to build, and and and, and Super Nationals could be a good. Uh, stepping stone for them. I know they did have a few drivers down there in Super Nationals 24 last year, but again, it was kind of more a as a dealer and race team, more not not so much as the distributor distributor that they are now. So um, we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's going to continue to uh, to amp up as we move along on the season. Uh, so to end up this segment, um, you know, got to to a uh, to pass a note, obviously. It's, it was all over, uh, you know, social media as Nick Bruckner uh, lost it, you know, ended his battle with uh, Ewing sarcoma on June 16th, uh, just before the uh, turning 21. Uh, I believe his birthday was this month here in July. So um, uh, Nick was was a unique character. Again, always, always smiling, always having a good time from the cadet days that uh, when we first met him, actually winning at the uh, the South Bend Rotax race in 2012, um, all the way through winning Challenge in the Americas and and all the other events that he's been over the years, making a lot of friends across the country uh, within the sport of karting. Um, certainly for myself and Rob, you know, was was really close to us as well too, um, with his grandparents as well with Tom and Laura. Um, it's, uh, again, one of those things that, uh, it's very frustrating to see uh, a young life like that, uh, come to an end so early. And, um, they actually just had a, a celebration of life this past weekend, um, down in Texas to, uh, to kind of, um, you know, send off Nicholas, um, to, uh, and, and, and kind of remember all the great things that, that Nicholas had and, and was able to give us. Yeah. And I mean, from my side, obviously, unfortunately, never got to meet him, and which sucks because I've only heard the best of things from him. Off track was an amazing personality, like you said, always smiling. On track, a fearsome competitor, fair but always quick, and yeah, it's one of those "what do you say" type moments. Yeah. Yeah, fear, a fierce competitor. There's no doubt about it. You know, obviously racing up until uh, you know weeks before um, before it, you know his, the the cancer really got bad, and uh, you know kind of kept him away from the racetrack. You know, he was at the the Winter Nationals, Super Cart USA Winter Nationals in March or uh, April, actually. Sorry, um, and you know, we saw him at the Scusa Winter Series. I think. I think. Obviously, the most recent memory I have of him was at the Super Nationals this past uh, December at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, where he <laughs> raced his way from the from the LCQ into the main event. Again, just you know, putting off you know chemotherapy and any other you know um, trying trying to get back to the seat. That's something that uh, I will take with me is is his love and passion for not only the sport but the people involved in the sport, and uh, it's. 
that's uh, it was uh, it's tough to hear. And and again, we'll we'll continue to keep his memory alive year in and year out with um, uh, his smiling, smiling and hugging person that he was. So uh, it's very, again, very tough to talk about. But um, so we'll uh, we'll take a break here and uh, and kind of recap uh, things that we've done uh, over the last couple of weeks here on eCardingNews.com. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIKFIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parolin has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're karting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. And you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. And we are back for our final segment here on This Week in Karting, July 19th. 2022 for episode 45 of this podcast show uh ecan editorial we've had a bunch of stuff published over the last couple of weeks uh we'll kind of kind of quickly go through nate and then you can kind of give me a couple updates uh as well or a couple insights uh obviously june 3rd just after you got on board here we did the ecan driver rankings presented by skip barber racing school where we still have uh, ryan norberg and aj myers leading the way uh, in their respective shifter cart and tag uh, categories. 
Uh, we'll actually be working this week to try and get a new uh, ranking standings uh, published uh, over Thursday and Friday on the website. So that'll be uh, a little bit of work here over the next couple of days to try and get done. Yeah, definitely. Um, something tells me that Ryan Norberg will probably stay on top because <laughs> he is just having the form of his life right now with obviously we talked about it a lot on social media six straight wins in the uspks uh, series in x30 just is a unstoppable force wherever he goes and same with aj meyer in the shifter categories just at peak form right now and both very deserving drivers of that top rank yeah, he was able to get his first victory at the recent Scusa Pro Tour Spring Nationals, which uh, we covered just after those rankings were released. Again, full coverage, trackside coverage on the website, along with a race report from the 2022 Quincy Grand Prix. So that was on the same June weekend. So we were, I was in uh, Utah for the Spring Nationals, but we also had the Quincy Grand Prix going on, and we were able to uh, – provide a race report there. So a lot of interesting uh, results from Quincy Grand Prix. Again, everybody racing for that famous Gussie trophy. Yeah. And I talked about it earlier in the podcast about how crazy 206 racing was. And if you went into the results from Quincy and you look at the charts of where everyone is on each lap, it is just Chris. It looks like what is it? Uh, earbuds. When you put them in your pocket and you pull it out, it's just tangled everywhere. <laughs> it was people passing left and right. And the amount of last lap passes for the win was incredible. And it's something I really, I'm really sad that I missed because it looked like an amazing event. It always is. And yeah, just incredible racing from Quincy. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to be trackside for the 2023 Quincy Grand Prix next year. Uh, we also have a product spotlight for Stilo USA. We were covering uh, the Dalt safety gear that included the the helmet and the rib protector, the uh, carbon protector to uh, to keep you safe on the racetrack. Again, Stilo USA providing great products. We're seeing a number of drivers all over the paddocks and all over the racetracks across, across the country uh, utilizing their products. We've got into the Ecan Driver of the Month for May. Uh, that was Max Garcia pulling off four podium victory or po- four podium results at the United States Pro Kart Series Carolina Grand Prix at GoPro Motorplex. So uh, a great performance by Max Garcia, who remains to be one of the more consistent drivers across the country in the junior ranks. Yeah, and that's just a consistency. That's obviously what wins you championships. It helps to get those podiums and to be as dominant as he was on uh, Will Power Cart's home turf in North Carolina, GoPro Motorplex. Yeah, I mean, again, consistently is, is what will get you those championships, and he's doing exactly what he needs to do right now. Yeah, still leading both championships in USPKS competition, K100 Junior and X30 Junior going into that series finale later this September. A bunch of race reports. We have a Route 66 Sprint Series from Millwright Raceway, Padholder Super Cup Series Sprint Program from Medford. We have the Texas Sprint Racing Series Summer Shootout from North Texas Cartways, along with the California Pro Kart Challenge Doubleheader at Cal Speed. So all of those race reports are online, along with our trackside live coverage uh, that at the end of June from the California Rock Championship event at Pat's Acres Racing Complex. 
Uh, Nate, what's, what's the oldest racetrack that you've, that you've actually competed on is, is I, I don't know the exact extent of your, of your, of the tracks you've been to, but I know Pat's acres is one of the oldest car tracks that I've been to. Um, most likely nothing that old. I've only been around <laughs> the Midwest. So probably, I mean, I don't know how old, like I've only what? done like MRP Dousman. Don't know how old Daytona's is, but I don't, nothing compared to how long Pat's acres has been here. Yeah. The Millwright Raceway, they've been there, I want to say, since the 70s, if not 60s. So that, that's that's among the older facilities. Again, that that racetrack, and then you say you said um, Michiana Raceway Park in South Bend. Yes. And then Goodwood. Those track designs are all similar. If not, they came out of the same how-to-go-karting book back in the 60s, which had a very similar diagram. So that... That is something you'll have to look up, but I, I, I've seen it before. I can't remember what book it was, but uh, essentially those three tracks are all a similar design, just on different little bit of elevation plots where, where they actually built their, their racetracks. So once you've raced at Dallasman, you've kind of raced at MRP and, uh, and Goodwood in Canada. Yeah, I mean, I've I'd been to Dallasman a couple times before we went to MRP, and then we drive there and do a track walk like, oh, it's just but in a cornfield this time. <laughs> but as much as we want to say about the cookie cutter layouts, they produce phenomenal racing. They're two of my favorite tracks, and they have a lot of character to them. They've been around for a while, so there's a ton of bumps. But that makes is what makes a track fun. I mean, look at Sebring; they embrace that whole respect the bump <laughs> culture. So I mean, but yeah, two incredible tracks. Yeah, that character. I think that's the biggest, yeah. uh, the greatest term to use for for racetracks like that. And there's a lot of character at Pat's Acres, and as you said, Dallasman and MRP and Goodwood as well too. So, um, and we actually just we had uh, we had you produce your first ever column, uh, talking about the progression from indoor to competition karting, something you're kind of familiar with. Yeah, so that was obviously familiar with we've seen it a lot and i mention it a ton in the article so apologies but i've we see it a lot at stockholm karting center from our home track of people who will go from indoor karting from a track in an environment that is very tight and not exactly what you will see on when you do get into competitive karting we mentioned k1 circuit and how that's going to be a incredible stepping stone for that Western karting community to go from indoor to kind of get those people in the door, get them experienced to karting, like, hey, I want to try this, go to that outdoor circuit with the rental carts, and then finally move into those race carts. Yeah, that that's always been kind of the progression with our sport over the last decade or so. Is is we've seen that in North Carolina with a lot of the indoor karting programs uh, they have there, where they've progressed now to GoPro Motorplex, where rental karting is the business at the racetrack, you know, racing is secondary rental cart is, is primary. So, uh, you know, that's, it's kind of the, the, it's not only the progression of the sport, but also the business side of things it, where, you know, rental karting is an, is an amazing, uh, base for, for business, uh, in terms of having a facility itself. You know, it's, it's the old school mentality was we built this racetrack to race at. Now people are building racetracks for the rental side of things to to not only do corporate events, parties, et cetera, but also to bring, you know, people that thrill and excitement of trying to get that need for speed 
at, you know, a fraction of actually going out and buying everything and doing it yourself. So um, it is it it's an interesting aspect of our sport that we continue to see um, change from year to year. Um, we also had another column, our Begin Again series from R.K. Seiler, uh, the Makeover Part One was uh, published on the website, kind of talking about him making the move from the Honda 125 over to the Rock Shifter engine package and, and kind of what uh, entailed with the changes of making that transition over. Uh, we also had the product spotlight with DID chain focused around their 219 chains that are available. And then we also will wrap up uh, our uh, the coverage or the uh, editorial with our trackside coverage from the United States Pro Card Series from the Badger State Grand Prix at the Briggs and Stratton Motorplex at Road America. And then also in the last couple of days, I think it was what Friday that we had our ECAN driver of the month for June of 2022. And that is Jack Iliff of Iron Rock Motorsport and Parallel Racing. The, uh, the mini Swift driver was able to pick up two victories at the Supercarts USA Spring Nationals in Utah. So uh, that was another article that you actually penned there, Nate. So uh, good to see Jack uh, continue to race both on U.S. soil and also in Europe as well. Yeah, and obviously I'm still learning people's names and learning their stories and whatnot. And that was a great opportunity to learn a little bit who Jack Iliff was and what an incredible driver he is. You mentioned, obviously, U.S. soil and racing abroad, running in the countless amount of WSK series there are, and the Italian Karting Championship doing very well for his first year. He's just sniffing the podium and for his first year in an international series is incredible to me. But again, like you said, on U.S. soil in Utah, taking both day wins, just very good drives, getting pull for both of Saturday and Sunday. Very, very well put together weekend for Jack Iliff and in that title hunt for his third pro tier title. Yeah, two uh, two Micro Swift championships previously. I want to say those were in 19 and 20. Last year, moving up into the Mini Swift category. I don't think he ran the full season uh, in Mini Swift, but uh, is doing so this year, leading the championship heading into the Summer Nationals next week. Uh, so let's get into the EKN podcast review. Again, our most recent show since the last taping of this, uh, this week in karting. All available through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, any other podcast outlets that you may subscribe to or are able to download. You can pick up anything from the ECAN radio network to be able to download and listen to whenever you need to. So that includes our This Week in Carding, episode 44 from June 1st. Uh, our complete coverage of the Scusa Spring Nationals, including the Outlap, episode 39, and Debrief, episode 96. Uh, complete coverage of California Rock Championship from Pat's Acres, including both the Outlap and Debrief, along with coverage from the United States Pro Kart Series, Badger State Grand Prix, uh, Outlap and Debrief to uh, to complete the uh, the coverage both bef before the event and after the event. So a lot of podcasts available over the last month and mostly focus on the uh, coverage of racing events that we'll be going to. The ECAN Radio Network, however, will be showing. Uh, we'll be getting a lot more shows coming up, including this week in this week in karting. Uh, 
tomorrow we're going to be doing a face-to-face program. Uh, so we're bringing back that face-to-face show. Uh, we'll be talking with Justin Zafani of Race Road Tax. So we'll be talking about their uh, trophy series finale uh, event that they'll have in October where Road Tax Grand Final tickets will be up for grabs that weekend. We also have some ECAN live from Pascusa Pro Tour Summer Nationals playing this week and next week as we get ready for that uh, event next weekend. Uh, again, ECAN Radio Network playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the only karting radio station in the world. Uh, so make sure you tune in and listen. And again, we'll have more podcasts, including this show, that face-to-face, and others uh, coming up. Uh, Nate, did you want to do any any podcast by yourself, or did you have any ideas uh, for any future podcasts that we might do uh, down the next couple of months here? Um podcast by myself is a hard no for the time being um (laughs) you got you got to get used to this right like i've i've gotten you know probably about what now five years of 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 us doing this radio network because before that i was just the production guy i so when we first started doing that happy hour with howard and stuff back in 2005 i was just the production guy i didn't want the microphone near or around me and now you know what you know 18 years later, I'm the one that's actually hosting a podcast for the first time. It's, it's a little strange, a little, um, intimidating, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to work through it. And thankfully I have you to kind of bounce some, some, uh, some words and ideas off of. So, so do you have, do you, is there any focus that we, we, you think we need to go in the upcoming podcast that we have going? Well, I was going to say with the, you working production it was very smart of you guys then to just throw me into a podcast on my first day to set the precedent (laughs) um but yeah i think we'll throughout the next coming weeks and months there will be some podcast ideas that myself rob and you will throw around nothing that comes to mind at the moment but once you start thinking about it i think there'll be some good ideas that come up yeah, we did kind of throw you into the sharks. You know, it's kind of like when you're learning how to swim, like when they just throw you in the water and like, here, learn how to do it. We kind of did that with your first day, didn't we? Yeah, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I'm still here and I didn't drown. But you didn't drown. Yeah, that's the I positive. You I'm always got to look here. forward and look at the positives on things. Exactly. <laughs> so looking forward to what's coming up on ecardingnews.com. Obviously, we have some uh, some trackside coverage next weekend. We'll be trackside for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana, July 28th through the 31st. We'll have, uh, again, our complete trackside coverage, including live audio, daily race reports, paddock insiders, photos, videos, Everything, anything that you need to know what's going on in Newcastle uh, for that weekend. Um, is there any particular story that you're looking forward to uh, going into the super or the summer nationals here, Nate? I think the obvious one is just championships coming down to the line. It should, it's close in pretty much everything you got, whether from the X30, the KA to the micro mini categories, everything is close everything's coming down to the line i think most of the people within the top four or five in most classes have a mathematical shot at winning it and i think that's something that having a three race championship will promote that all going into the final round 
anything can happen and usually in racing it does so it should be interesting to watch ecan trackside coverage and see how that unfolds yeah certainly the championships coming coming to an end and who was able to uh, put their name in the history books Obviously, the one everybody will be looking at will be the drive for five as Ryan Norberg tries to wrap up his fifth Supercars USA Pro Tour championship. Not a record because, again, Carson Morgan has six championships already. So so Norberg actually not the leader in the clubhouse uh, regarding championships yet. So he's got some work to do, but certainly that drive for five is a, a unique aspect in terms of Supercars USA history and also the pro shifter category for sure. Not sure how that thing's going to end. A number of drivers, obviously, Marion Kremers is right there with his two victories. But you got Kyle Wick and AJ Myers hot on his heels at Utah. So that'll be exciting. And then uh, essentially trackside will be off for a whole month. So we'll be able to do a lot of podcasts, do a lot of uh, you know more in-depth articles. But uh, we'll return trackside for a full EKN live weekend, September 3rd through the 4th. The annual Rock Island Grand Prix in Rock Island, Illinois, will have complete coverage from that event. Uh, excited to be at in the Quad Cities, back to Rock Island. It should be an exciting time and hopefully will be one of your first uh, ECAN trackside events that you get to come to. Yeah, you say that you guys are don't have any trackside stuff in August and yet Stockholm has their two biggest races in August. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. But yeah, it should be fun to get trackside at some of these events and enjoy it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of racing across the country, obviously during the summer months and August is kind of that, that questionable time kids are going back to school. So I think a lot of the national programs decided to use the month of August as their slow time. And, uh, and thus we're not trackside for no, no national events, obviously a lot of regional and, and club events going on. So we'll be excited to see, um, news and notes from those events throughout uh, the month of August. But again, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the updates from those race weekends. And then, of course, throughout the week with news and notes throughout the sport, including this week in karting. So uh, thank you, Nate, for joining me for your only, what, second podcast. I think you've sat in a couple others as well, but really uh, this is kind of the first with your uh, with a lot of voice in, in, and no Rob Howden. So it's, it's kind of a bit quieter without Rob here. Yeah. It's a bit quieter, a lot less stressful <laughs> without <laughs> Rob here. Did, but. Well, ho hopefully everyone tuning in, you enjoyed. And, uh, we'll, again, we'll try and get this weekend carding a little bit more frequently over the next couple of months. So we can keep you up to date with what's going on in the world of carding. So for Nate Dean, I am David Cole and thank you for tuning in to This Week in Party.